ready? So come on, baby. Welcome to Popcorn Martini Soup, a movie podcast. I'm Jess. And I'm Anna. And we're your hosts, here to hang out. And we always end up talking about movies. Usually over a couple of martinis. Or a warm bowl of soup. And this week we have something really fun and summery in store that I think we're both pretty excited about. Let's talk about road trips. Okay, question for you. When you think about road trips, I feel like there's like key essentials that you have to bring on road trips. What comes to mind? What's your top three road trip essential Ooh, i mean number one you gotta have good snacks i feel like road trip snacks are something easily shareable so like a bag of chips or okay you have to be specific about the chips too what kind of (laughs) chips (laughs) i mean i'm not like a huge chip discriminator uh i Mm -hmm. love a salt and vinegar i love Mm -hmm. a sour cream and onion i even love a plain chip in the right moment yeah 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 It has its place. I feel like you also have to have a sweet and a salty. So Mm -hmm. like a bag of Swedish berries or something to accompany. Yes. Um, Number two, a bangin' playlist. And it has to be specifically curated to the people you're on the road trip with. I grew up in Ottawa and my family is from the East Coast. So we used to road trip as a family out East every summer to visit Mm. our extended, our, our relatives. As I sort of got older and and started being into my own music more Um, and as my brother did the same I wanted to start curating specific mixes that accompanied everybody's taste so there would be like a family jam playlist with like some of my music some of my brother's music and some that like my mom loved and introduced us to and that we all kind of grew up with I have I actually you reminded me that I have a a family curated road trip playlist. Um, it's a, it's just a car emoji in my Spotify. <laughs> but like just to give you a range, there's like Queen, there's Red Hot Chili Peppers, there's Weezer, there's Green Day, and then like just a cover for my dad. There's Toto, there's Journey, there's oh my God. Billy Joel. <laughs> That's such dad music. I love it. Yeah, but then I have like the soundtrack from Toy Story and Coco. I have just for my mom. I have like the Greatest Showman Showman track, um, and then it kind of comes back to around to me to Avril Lavigne. Um, <laughs> Incredible. Um, yeah, there's Carly Rae Jepsen. You know, gotta gotta have it all. <laughs> <laughs> that really yeah. is a very wide range, and I love it. I guess number three is good company like I think that yeah it can be so hard to spend a long time in an enclosed space like that with like people that you don't gel with really well and so if you have the right combination of people in a car together it kind of doesn't matter how long it takes or where you're going you're gonna have the best time just hanging out together totally yeah I feel like the movies that we're gonna talk about today as well really show how being mushed into a car with Mm. different people really impact relationships yeah the people that you choose to take this road trip with can make or break the road trip no matter what the final destination is yeah all right so yeah let's let's talk about let's talk about road trips let's take a road trip with all these road trips (laughs) road trip movies take a road trip through road trip cinema with us yeah yeah Yeah. let's do it So we're getting started, I think, with like, if we if we say road trip, like, what's the movie you think about 
And this one comes to mind for I'm sure many people. I, it definitely did for me as well. But we're starting off with Thelma and Louise. Of course we are. I, I saw this the first time I saw this was I can't even remember I was I definitely know I was way too young I watched it with my mom mm. was was it like that for you too or no I came to this one a little bit later okay. so I when I came into it I was like very aware of the implications of like why they were going on this trip and then why they mm. had to pivot and start running from the law like it was it all felt very real to me because I was old enough to understand like the sort of dominoes that fell to set this all off yeah I I remember like the you know the really tragic scene at the very start that you know like triggers this escape Mm -hmm. was horrifying to me at the time when I first saw it which I mean as it should um I don't want to say that like I as as a scene I don't want to, you know, minimize the the impact it has. But when you compare it to maybe like other sort of horrifying, traumatizing scenes in in cinema in general, it doesn't really come to, I I don't know if it comes to mind for many people of this Mm. specific scene. Like, you know, we kind of talked about already that Thelma and Louise, there are, you know, really hard, hard moments in there and, um, but really heartfelt as well in Mm. like a really dark setting too, (laughs) for sure. Um, but because I saw it so young, um, and I and I haven't watched it in a very long time, and rewatching it, I was so nervous watching that scene because mm. it just lingered with me in that way. Yeah, and it was hard rewatching it because it was horrifying at the time. I was so confused. Like, yeah, I was way too young, mom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> why did I, why did I see this? Because I think it was, yeah, it was the first time I saw a scene like that as a kid and with no concept whatsoever of what was going on yeah so it, it was really interesting to rewatch again and see the dynamic between between these women and all the all the different kinds of men as well that mm-hmm. are involved in their situation for sure yeah I think it's interesting like the the way the dynamics with men change over the course of the movie like I think it's really easy to kind of dismiss Thelma for like being careless and being naive when she gets swindled by JD who is a incredibly handsome young Brad Pitt it's it's so easy to to blame Thelma and to like write her off in that moment as like she should have known better and whatever but you get the context of her life before she and Louise like went off on this and like how really should she have known better when she clearly doesn't have like any other men in her life other than her husband. He is not a great example, but also like isn't teaching her anything about the world and and she hasn't really mm. had the opportunity for herself to learn anything about the world. And so she meets mm. this new young guy who is interested in her. She's not thinking about all of the bad things that might happen. She's like excited and flattered and like having this brand new experience. Like, I I understand the impulse to be like, come on, like, you met this man on the road randomly, like, but also that feels kind of dismissive and unfair to be like, you're not allowed to have a new experience without, like, questioning it to death and making sure that, like, you're so hypervigilant. And it feels, like, kind of misogynistic. For for sure, yeah. And I think that's why the relationship, the, like, the dynamic between her and like Susan Sarandon's character like is so 
I was going to say perfect, but it's it's not really I, I don't feel like that's the word. Like it's just like a really good balance between mm. the two because because she has she has that like the piece that like you mentioned is missing in Thelma is there in Louise, yep. but it's also vice versa as well. Like they they yeah, so it's like it just sheds light to how like beautiful this friendship is mm-hmm. and like acknowledging being able to acknowledge that you know you you fill each other's gaps it's it's cool to I think that's what road trips are also about like finding finding having those discoveries as well between one Mm. another like having discovery discoveries about yourself as well through that other person and what they're going through too and um this movie did like a really good job of that yeah I love that it's their friendship and their growth individually and together that is at the heart of this movie yeah speaking of susan sarandon and like her being marmy in little women every time i see her in a movie i just want to i just want her to be my mom but then at the same time like she's also so attractive oh yeah the two of them in this movie in like the high-waisted acid wash jeans and like cut off muscle tanks is yeah yeah (laughs) So I feel like we haven't used a thirst buzzer in a while. Um, Susan Sarandon, Gina Davis, young Brad Pitt, buzz, buzz, buzz. (laughs) (laughs) Buzz, buzz, buzz. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, but yeah, like out of all that, yeah, like Susan Sarandon, I was like, whoa, I'm confused. (laughs) I was like... Like you're like you're like Marmy, your mom. Mm. But at the same time, I'm like I and like I want you to take me under your wings, but like also not in like a daughter way either. <laughs> so I was like, ah, yeah. You've had a lot of confusion lately between like Susan Sarandon as hot mom and the idea of Andrew Garfield as Woody. Like, stop. There's been a lot going on for you. <laughs> stop bringing up Andrew and Woody. Oh, I can't. I need to get that out of my head. <laughs> You keep taunting me with Chris Evans as Buzz because that is literally happening. So I will not be letting go of this. <sighs> okay, yeah. I'm trying to drag <laughs> you into this confusion, okay? <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, this, I guess this month. No, no, no. Let's move on. Where are we? <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like where this is going. Um, all that aside, okay? Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Like, I feel like you mentioned, you had, you had a really good point earlier about, like, you're talking about escape. Mm-hmm. And there's that's going to come up, like, all throughout the movies that we're going to talk about today. Um, and this is me escaping from you pointing out some things that I'm confused about, I guess. <laughs> so, thanks for that. Um, I'm going to go on a road trip real quick to escape from my sexual confusion. Um, but anyway, I, I just feel like this is, like, the ultimate fucked up uh, girls trip. Like, girls road trip though Mm. like the best road trips are truly the trips where you're running away from something regardless of what it is and this is definitely that so in light of that do you find the ending satisfying um oh satisfying like was it the right choice was it the right choice satisfying right like i don't know if these (laughs) words like it, it 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 hurt it hurts my heart to yeah. to you say say that even though i'm like yes 
sadly, it all came together. It all tied together. Like everything we kind of talked about, about each of them going on their own journeys, like, Mm -hmm. and, and the growth that they go through together as individuals, whatever. And like that moment, that choice that they made, like they're on the same page as they always were, but like in a new level. Mm -hmm. And so... In that sense, it was really satisfying. But the fact that they had to drive off a cliff was like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, I definitely agree on the friendship point where like this is a moment where they are so in sync and so together in their decision that that part of it feels really satisfying. I also think it's a really interesting, like I think it would have been a different dynamic if it had been two men in a car, like committing similar kinds of crimes along the way and then Mm -hmm. being forced into this like decision at the end because this all started with like intimate partner violence and sexual violence and that just adds like a different layer to the fact that they had no escape other than like their options at the end were like get caught and go to jail or drive off a cliff because of the root of like where that decision grew out of it doesn't feel satisfying in that like this is what should have happened because like like they deserved so much better oh yeah but also there's this moment of like even to the end we are not going to give up on each other and we are going to like continue to fight for each other that is really special so it's yeah it's such a complicated ending to try to reconcile yeah absolutely the fact that this moment is so iconic and the way that it is and yet their choice is so glamorized Mm. to me and that makes me really uncomfortable for sure yeah um but it's a beautiful friendship too so yeah okay so since we're kind of on the topic of like female friendships um road trips that have a little bit of a heavy like mission at their core I really want to talk about Unpregnant. When it came out, it came out in 2020, and a lot of people were comparing it as kind of a foil to Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always, Mm -hmm. um, because very similar premise where um, a girl finds out that she's pregnant and can't get an abortion anywhere near where she lives, so she has to road trip to a place where she can get one, brings another young woman either in one case a cousin, in this case um, an old friend, along with her on this journey to deal with being pregnant when she doesn't want to be. And it's interesting because like Never Rarely Sometimes Always is a gorgeous, incredible film that Mm. is so hard to watch. It's Mm. so heavy and like rightfully so. It's a really serious topic. But Unpregnant takes that same concept and like brings such a, not a dismissive levity to it, but like a a fun sort of heartfelt levity. Mm -hmm. Like you're still dealing with like how serious it is that this girl cannot deal with her unwanted pregnancy anywhere near her like it's not treated as like trivial but it's so much lighter and it it's a lot more fun to watch yeah as much as I respect and love never rarely sometimes always I really appreciated this kind of different take yeah I agree I totally agree I watched this for the first time um to talk about it today and I mean, you've been mentioning this movie to me before as well, and I'm glad we I finally got to see it. And I loved it. I totally agree about just that, like, lightness. And that's so strange to kind of, like, talk about, especially when the, at its core the journey is to get an abortion. Mm-hmm. And 
but yeah, like the way what an what an I, I think at its core, it's also like this iconic friendship between these two girls and the the draw was that for me yeah for sure and um I think that's where the lightness definitely comes from like yeah totally I'm so glad to hear that I I really have been like pushing this on a couple select people who I thought would really like it and I'm really really glad that you did yeah first of all I love the setting that the setting of the character that Barbie plays Bailey is an ex-best friend mm-hmm. and that alone is like we know how complicated that that is you're oh, like yeah. you kind of like you've been there before yeah it's such a complicated dynamic but one that like so many people are so familiar with that it's easy yeah. to find your way into their ex slash recovering friendship and i i love that they are through the course of the movie allowed to have these really serious moments of like why are they fighting and why did this friendship break down and exploring the dynamics of that while also capturing the silliness that comes with like a childhood best friend that you can just be completely yourself no putting something on to try to look more impressive or anything like there is such a vulnerability in those moments between them and it's it's interesting that I think sometimes you need to lose the friend in order to be able to get to that get to that place where you're able to be as vulnerable as they were yeah with each other I mean we kind of talked about friendships and stuff in our like um in our own time (laughs) not on the pod I guess sometimes it merges okay it's like it's kind of like we're just always talking and we don't remember if we are mic'd or not (laughs) yeah exactly um, I, I think there's a lot of, you know, complexity in what being vulnerable, vulnerable looks like for a friend. Um, mm. As much as you might think you're being vulnerable and being there for that friend, it could look totally different from the other side. Yeah. And you might not realize that until you have a fallout and then you get to reflect and stuff. And like, clearly I've thought about this and gone through this (laughs) as I talk about this but um yeah I was just thinking about how this movie just tackles like what showing up for a friend looks like in so many different ways Mm -hmm. um I think the other person also needs to be available to receive you showing up yeah um I think that's also really really important and I it was it was cool being able to see that in a movie like this where someone is not like prepared to be available and grow with this other person in the way they envision it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it manages to insert so many different layers of story. Like, there is so much happening at all times in this movie, and some of the things that are happening are incredibly serious. And then there's the, like, most ridiculous situations that they get themselves involved with as they're making their way through this road trip you sort of never know what's coming next with this movie Mm -hmm. like there's always something unexpected that comes up that keeps it so entertaining yeah and you are like always surprised by the next turn which I also really appreciated like it's it's kind of fun to have that the unexpected in a journey that should be in theory so like somber there are just so many things that happen that are so silly in this movie some of so many of the situations they get themselves into like with the old like the white couple oh yeah oh my god that, behind the oh, picket man. fence mark and kate i think their names are like that moment i was like oh this is turning into a horror horror movie <laughs> I feel like there were so many different genres that happened <laughs> like in this movie. It's so weird. 
Yeah. But like somehow yeah. it all works together. When you're a high school kid, I mean, shit like that kind of happens. I mean, it feels like that sort of happens where mm-hmm. so many ridiculous and silly things happen while you navigate. You know, as an adult looking back, it's like how this is so heavy. This is so <laughs> much that you have on your shoulders, you mm-hmm. know. But as a kid and as a high school kid, like I I mean, I've absolutely gone gone through stuff that I reflect on and I'm like, how did you carry all of that on your mm-hmm. shoulders on your own as a teenager? But teens go through that. Like high school, I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about other people, but just like high schoolers go through some shit, you know, and um sometimes you need like a get out like weird (laughs) weird genre switch moment to capture that high school chaos Mm because it definitely feels feels as dramatic as it was depicted in this movie well i think the next movie we're we're switching gears a little bit yeah a little bit but i feel like we're switching gears into something that is also like when you bring up a road trip movie this is one of the movies that everybody thinks of absolutely and that's almost famous that came out 2000 yeah a classic Mm -hmm. a a 2000s classic i did not realize how many famous people are in this movie baby bear yeah right i was so shocked when he showed up i was like it yeah it's like that's so clearly him and also jimmy fallon i was not expecting jimmy fallon immediately i was like this is an snl skit It does feel that way. When he shows up, you're like, what what is he gonna pull right now? Yeah, what is this what is this costume and what is this like look <laughs> that you have on? Because it kind of feels like a skit from SNL. <laughs> it totally does. Yeah. I also because apparently I'm just like on a thirst buzzer tear today. This is like only the second movie that I have really acknowledged Billy Crudup as like a person. I feel like like I've seen him in things before, but he never really like stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a couple years ago, I watched 20th Century Women. He like made an impression on me in that movie. Mm-hmm. And then so when he when I w- rewatched this recently and he showed up, I was like, oh my god. Like, young Billy Crudup in this movie, there's something so, like, magnetic about him. Yeah. And there's supposed to be. Like, he is the main band guy that everybody is, like, lusting after and idolizing. But he, like, carries it so well. I was, like, just like everybody else in this movie, completely sucked in by him. Sorry for turning this whole episode into a Jess's Thirsty (laughs) episode. We watched movies with a lot of pretty people for this episode so yeah it was bound to happen we also spent like the last two episodes talking about kids movies i think we just had animation yeah Yeah. this has been building it's been building yeah i feel like there was such a strong core to this movie and it comes through in different ways throughout the characters but it also comes through like I think in the way the movie itself is framed. One of the things that I really loved about it is like there's obviously a lot of bad behavior and sort of missteps and things that shouldn't be happening going on throughout the movie but the way the movie presents it it like doesn't do any condemning of the behavior or of the characters for you. Right. It like lets you come to it on your own 
So like looking at the groupies, for example, or the band-aids as they're called, they're depicted as making their own decisions within the context of the movie. Like they are choosing to be there. They're choosing to follow the band and like put themselves in these situations. But at the same time, it's acknowledged that like at least some of them are underage and like cannot legally be consenting. And also the major power imbalance that's happening between them and like the members of the band. And while... The movie never, like, explicitly acknowledges wrong in some of those ways. Um, like, William is kind of the way through that. He mm-hmm. he does in, in some of those moments. But yeah. the movie itself is never, like, explicitly telling you what's right and wrong and, like, where yeah. those lines are drawn. But at the same time, it's not trying to pretend that, like, there's nothing wrong happening here. Yeah, I think it threads totally. that needle really well it just kind of like gives you the material and like lets you form your opinion and like find out where you should fall and so I was really impressed because I think it's so easy to like go too far one way or the other and be like this is so obviously wrong or like this was just the culture and you had to be down with it and like especially like talking about like musicians in the 70s there is such a culture that is people try to represent and try to like tinge in nostalgia or tinge in scandal or whatever it's so easy to go too far and I I really appreciated the balance that was struck in this yeah and I feel that that balance is held by William the whole time yeah I gotta say I have always been curious about band life like on tour what's it like to be in that bus or that van and I really enjoyed just like sitting through this depiction and like the tiny dancer scene when they all start singing together to like heal some of those wounds and like come back together I don't know it was it was fulfilling a little bit of a fantasy yeah that I'd always held that was really fun too yeah once again a little bit of a change of pace but also I feel like there's some through line here with like boys growing up a little bit of like self-discovery a little bit of sexual maturity Mm -hmm. coming Mm -hmm. through a road trip of course we are talking about Alfonso Cuaron's apologies for saying that in kind of like a French-ish accent that is my (laughs) language (laughs) touchstone I know this is Spanish which is another movie that I came to like slightly later which is a good thing because Um, This is definitely not for a young audience. I don't know, like, it feels like a movie like this would be so easy to fall into the territory of, like, young guys being boys and, like, Mm -hmm. kind of immature and kind of, like, at its core, it would have been really easy to turn this movie into, like, a teenage boy's sexual fantasy of, like, what his life could have been. But there is, like, a grounding in it in both the, like, the way that it feels so spur of the moment and so like we're just gonna follow what happens yeah and they're kind of like oh we're just like along for this ride and we're gonna go with it and with the grounding of Luisa as a character who really becomes the one who is like the most sure of herself and the most in control over the course of the movie yeah that makes it not that it like separates it from that kind of like base level simplistic what it could have been totally so I I grew up with a lot of guy friends um Mm -hmm. and a lot of them usually like ever since I was like in preschool it extended all the way to like high school and onward for me too Mm -hmm. so and they were always usually like a year older and stuff but um and yeah to this day like some of my best friends are are guys um and um I think it's really rare to find movies that depict just boys being boys the way that this movie depicts them to be 
Yeah. I, I've always found that there's something really like there's something really beautiful and about about the way this movie shows the way boys are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's I don't so know. honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want to try to like describe it because I can't just just watch the movie. <laughs> but but um, I think the honesty in, in these boys and the honesty that I saw in the guys that I grew up with is something that I just like connected with this with this movie. And I thought it was mm. just like really well. It was beautifully depicted. It just felt really honest. Yeah, I agree. It's the movie is not done up in a bunch of trappings of like, let's make a movie and make it glamorous and make it yeah. like this production. It's very stripped back. Yeah. And I think that that really allows for the honesty of the teenage boys and their personalities and their relationship with each other, where they see themselves going. Like that all shines through and really helps drive their story and their narrative instead of having like a narrative imposed on them by the movie and by like Mm -hmm. the trappings of this is a movie and this is a road trip and this is what boys are like yeah i mean the other movie he's done roma is like like so like it's one of my all-time favorite movies as well but like incredible movie yeah and again i'm not going to try to describe what this feeling is but that should make sense for those that have seen Mm -hmm. roma and have seen this like it's just it it feels so honest. Yeah, that seems like something he's really dedicated to in his work is yeah. like he's he's giving you a fictional story, but it feels like these are real people yeah. just like going about their lives. Yeah. Is it okay if I take us completely off track? Yes. <laughs> I feel like this might not be what you think about when you think about a road trip movie, but I think it qualifies. Mm-hmm. Mad Max Fury Road is basically one big long road trip (laughs) you're not wrong (laughs) you're definitely not wrong it's insane yeah but it's it's technically a road trip if we're gonna go on a road trip it is not going to be this one i am so sorry (laughs) i am not cut out for this no um maybe for like a halloween moment but (laughs) you know what that sounds great yeah, because there are some incredible costumes in this movie. The visuals are off the charts. Yeah, yeah. It's like, just just to look at this movie, I am so impressed. Yeah. Did you like this movie? I was obsessed with this movie. Yeah. It's so, it's funny because like, it's so different from what I normally like. Like, mm-hmm. if you had just told me the premise, I would have been like, no, that sounds insane and not in the way that I would be into. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you get this cast together and then you throw this movie on. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> in the best way. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's just something so over the top and cinematic and wild and like visually overwhelming mm-hmm. about this movie. But none of those things are a negative like everything adds to it instead of taking away from it right it is maximalism like honorific like Mm -hmm. in a good way yeah i haven't seen the previous mad max movies the ones with um mel gibson in the lead have Mm -hmm. you seen those no i haven't i haven't seen them but yeah this is the only one i've seen i feel like that's probably fine i (laughs) I'm like I don't concern myself with Mel Gibson sorry yeah um and I I kind of love that like Tom Hardy is in theory 
the lead of this mm-hmm. movie as Max, mm-hmm. but actually mm-hmm. Charlize Theron is the lead as Furiosa. For sure, yeah. Um, and that feels like, again, having not seen the Mel Gibson Mad Max movies, that feels like such a huge step forward from my understanding of those movies. Yeah. That, like, this is the one you need to see. This is the one that matters. Yeah. What a cast. Oh, yeah. I feel like even if we tried to sit here and, like, name names, we would be here forever. Yeah. I loved Nicholas Holt in this in this movie. He plays absolutely unhinged characters so well. I'm, like, a little bit concerned He's, about him. Yeah, I know. It's, like, a little bit questionable. Like, I'm like, what are you... <laughs> What are you like in person yeah. as you? But anyways, yeah. Because even as like, for example, as Peter in the TV show The Great, like mm-hmm. off his rocker completely, but so convincingly. Yeah. And then it's like a whole other level in this movie. Yeah. He's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, he's really cute. It's funny, like, everyone in this movie, like, the main cast, Tom Hardy, Charlize, Nicholas mm-hmm. Holt, even, like, the the wives, Zoe Kravitz, mm-hmm. um, Riley Keough, like, they're all such good-looking people, and then you put them in this grimy, dusty, disgusting environment. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, am I, am I still attracted to these people like yeah kind of yeah 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 yes yes (laughs) how are they still how do they still look this good in truly the most like disgusting desert dust road trip there are no showers the whole thing is that there's like no water so these people are gross and this would be such a miserable way to live i love that like that's what we're talking about right now about this movie (laughs) Listen, we made a promise when we started this that this was just going to be like our conversations <laughs> on tape. And yeah. that is, this is what we would be talking about if we were yeah. like sitting over martinis or wine having just walked out of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. We're just being honest. <laughs> yeah. We're just being honest. Like, yeah. I feel like every time we have some kind of like experience, um, in that area (laughs) we have to talk it through oh yeah and yeah there's a lot to obviously unpack here (laughs) with this huge cast (laughs) my god like you said this has been building it's not our fault (laughs) no it's it's interesting to me though that like this is another movie really built on trauma mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like both uh max and furiosa are coming to this journey really really beaten down and mm-hmm. in like dark places yeah and you can see it in the way that they like carry themselves and the way they interact with each other and the complete yeah. lack of trust and like they still spend basically this whole movie like in a truck together yeah trying to come to some kind of like not even a place of healing because I think they're both kind of like they've both in a way given up on that pursuit like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. kind of acknowledged that like healing maybe isn't possible but 
they need something to live for and so that something for both of them is at the end of this road yeah um but it feels like even amidst all of the chaos and sort of like it's funny this is so opposite of Itu Maman because that was so stripped down and so mm-hmm. like base level where yeah. it's just like the characters and their emotions and this yeah. is visually like the complete opposite it is yeah. so overdone but there's still that like need for resolution need for like forward motion for the characters it's just accomplished in like the complete opposite way yeah that's a lot to balance that like with so much visually going on as well and then to have those like stripped down moments too like yeah the very like internal character pieces that still mm -hmm. have to come through yeah yeah do you think you would survive long in this kind of like post-apocalyptic world how would you fare (laughs) i mean i'd like to think that i will but i don't (laughs) i don't think so no do you oh god no (laughs) (laughs) i feel like like at the beginning Mm -hmm. i would manage Mm -hmm. as soon as it starts going like seriously downhill i what am what am i here for no just kill me off yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh jess and i will be um driving off a cliff we're gonna bring another plot to this to this story (laughs) hands clasped yeah in our whatever 1960s thunderbird yeah yeah off we go (laughs) yeah we don't no need one, to live through all of this. No, no, no. No one would even notice that that's ha- that's even happening. It's like, <laughs> what, what, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm down for that. <laughs> Good. I'm glad we have this. Uh, we have a plan. Very concerning suicide pact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Good. On that note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we move on? That's a good idea. Cool. It's got dark. (laughs) Okay, we wanted to end on a lighter, happier note, which I think Mm -hmm. is sorely needed after that (laughs) dark turn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So let's talk about Little Miss Sunshine, which is just a delight of a movie. Yes, it totally is. Um, And also another one where you're just like, wow, what a cast incredible cast Mm -hmm. okay i'm gonna do this again i'm so sorry steve carell in this movie (laughs) i was not expecting it like steve carell is not somebody that i'm usually like that i see in an attractive light Mm -hmm. like he's like he's like a movie dad or like michael scott Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. he's not Mm -hmm. but him in this movie for some reason i was like where have you been steve carell (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it's so funny. I know. I I know. We. I think it's like the character, like the character, the role that he plays. Is, yeah, yeah. It's so different it. from yeah what he normally does, and it's yeah. He's very kind of like darkly funny and endearing. Yeah, yeah. In this movie, very endearing. Mm-hmm. Um, but also Tony Collette, incredible, always, every single always, time, always, always, always amazing. And Paul Dano being Paul Dano, like. Dude, oh my god, Paul Dino. Also his hair. 
amazing hair amazing role it's so true so good yeah it's and it's funny too abigail oh god she's so good yeah she's adorable in this movie yeah it somebody once told my dad that um he reminds them of greg kinnear and so he like (laughs) leaned into that and has used a greg kinnear photo as his like facebook profile picture for years oh my god yeah and so now i see greg kinnear and i can only think of my dad <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny so this whole movie as like greg kinnear is being a dick to his family yeah, yeah. and like clearly like he's struggling obviously yeah. and doesn't know how to like bring them in in a healthy way mm-hmm, and so it comes mm-hmm. out as he's just like being an ass yeah. I was like, no, dad. Yeah. <laughs> dad. <laughs> yeah. That's confusing. <laughs> it's it's fine, though, because Greg Kinnear normally plays dad characters. That's, like, his typecast. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it works out okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. When they're, when they're at the diner and he's like, I guess they don't eat a lot of ice cream about, like... When they order ice cream, I was like, I'm triggered. I'm so triggered. I need, I can't do this. <laughs> that scene was so upsetting and mm. like therefore so well written because it yeah. was so upsetting. Yeah. It is exactly the kind of like small criticisms and small comments that eat away at people. Yep. And you can see how like if Olive continued to be socialized by him in that way, Mm-hmm. The body issues she would grow up with, the self-confidence issues, the like the way yeah. that she would start like restricting her diet and yeah. like it's it it was such a clear distillation of mm-hmm. how that happens. Yeah. Which like great writing. I was really impressed by that scene, even even as I was like cringing so hard and like so yeah. upset by it. Yeah, I agree. It was so it was so real. Especially this, I mean, this movie is following a family and I love that we stick with all of them together, like Mm -hmm. through the whole thing. So there's so many, I mean, there's different generations in this family and you, you keep up with each of them equally and you're not really like attached to necessarily like one over the other and stuff. You're just kind of Mm -hmm. observing the way they exist with one another. Um, That's true. And... Each of them are, like, so different. They're just in very, very different places from one another. Yeah. And somehow it all is, like, it It somehow works. It It doesn't, but then it does. And then it's, like, you can see when it, when it does and it feels good. But then when it's off, it's way off and it feels so awkward. And, like, but mm-hmm. all of that combined at the end of it still feels so endearing. And that's what I loved about this movie. (laughs) Yeah, it captures those family dynamics so well. And, like, these people truly felt like a family. Like, you could feel those moments where, like, when it is off and you're like, I can't be around you. I hate you so much. Like, if this was anybody else, I would, like, cut you out right now. But you are my family and I can't do that. And so we have to, like, we can be angry at each other, but then we have to figure it out. Totally, yeah. And it, it just felt so genuine from everybody in the cast. Yeah. This is another one of those, like, really funny road trips, too, where things just mm-hmm. keep happening that yeah. you're like, what, what is going on? How did they yeah. get themselves into this situation? 
Yeah. Well, it's funny because like with unpregnant with like high school and that funny, uh, extreme chaotic setting really reflect reflected the high school experience in a really good way. Mm-hmm. And then with this, like people as a family unit do crazy shit together. Like, <laughs> I mean, you oh, do yeah. like, and you don't, you don't really realize that or think about that, but like, because it's just like family and like, this is kind of like normalized in the family, but mm-hmm. as a family, you go through weird stuff together. And in order to get through it, you make choices in like weird ways. <laughs> Um, so like the concept of family is such a weird thing in that sense. Like you could be totally off in a different page, like I said, but in some circumstances you have to be on the same page for whatever reason, whether you like it or not. And so much of this movie is like focused on that. And those things are like bound to be like so whack, so embarrassing. (laughs) Um, and this movie captured that so well. Like, even the mm-hmm. fact that, like, like pushing the van and stuff, it's so funny. But, like, I feel like we've all have gone through some kind of, like, when you kind of step away from that moment, maybe in that moment, you're furious. Like, you're going through sort of, like, what Paul was going through in his character. Yeah. Like, it's so, the anger is so real in that moment for this character. Maybe for, like, as Abigail, like, it's super fun. Like, and the grandpa was like, did you have fun? And she's like, yeah. But there's all these different kind of, like, experiences that are happening um, Mm. with these characters. And we all go through that in some way. And, like, maybe after, like, many, many years later, like, as Paul's character, for example, maybe you laugh at that, like, way mm-hmm. later on in your life and there's yeah so i don't know this this movie just captures all of those awkward weird moments in such a comedic way and i think it's comedic because we're like you know an external perspective looking in but in that yeah. moment as a family member it's so fucking embarrassing and so annoying and so all of those things you know um yeah yeah i love that and i think it did a great job of of bringing the relationships into every moment of that. Yeah. Um, and and you have, like, the moment where Paul's character, Dwayne, is, like, Olive is doing this, like, color test with him and he realizes that he might be colorblind or, yeah. like, everyone around him realizes it first. Yeah. And Frank is basically, like, oh, like, Steve Carell's character, mm-hmm. Uncle Frank is, like, oh, shit. Like, that means that you're never going to be able to do this one thing that you have like decided is your life's mission of like yeah. flying fighter pilot f- or mm-hmm. flying fighter jets. Um, you can't do that if you're colorblind mm-hmm. and Dwayne just loses it. Like he has yeah. this complete meltdown. He's so yeah. angry. He's so upset. And you just see the family, like each of them react to that differently Yeah, because of their bond with him and because yeah. of like what he's put them through over the last few days being yeah. this like sullen, silent kid. And it's so it's so interesting in each of those moments when each of them is going through something different, the way that the other family members react around mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. and how those relationships play out. And then, of course, at the end, when they all come together for Olive and show that, like, all of the shit that they've been through to get there mm-hmm. doesn't matter when you're family. Like, you can overcome the nonsense and 
the ups and downs and the, the fights and all of that to be there for one another when it matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The way that they unite at the very end is just like my heart was so full. It was so I know. it was so cute. And it was yeah. funny because it was so sweet and so embarrassing at the same time. You're sitting there totally. like cringing watching yeah. this happen. But you're also like, this is the best moment because yeah. they're all showing up for this like adorable little seven-year-old and not yeah. caring that they look like absolutely crazy people. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I think that, you know, I mean, family is a very... I mean, we talked about friendships being complex, but family is also a huge mammoth of complexities. Mm. Um, But maybe, I mean, I'm also included in this, but maybe some people felt like, you know, a disconnect to the way that they united at the end, kind of feeling a little bit far-fetched, because I Mm. I definitely kind of felt that a bit. But at the same time, um, it's also really beautiful to see that regardless of like where each of them are are in their growth or journey or whatever um there's moments where they all kind of you know come come together and like families have those moments whether they're like imperfect um and I think there's something really valuable being able to see people coming together or family members coming together in that way even though Mm -hmm. there's a lot there's still like a lot of imperfections that are there too um so it's hard I mean it's a movie so I I (laughs) love that it I I love that it happened that way and in reality it's a lot harder to to get to that moment to find those moments but I think yeah like I think it's important as an individual to to seek those moments you have to work to find those moments yourself and to Mm -hmm. see that in this kind of like movie form was um yeah it made me like reflect on my own kind of family dynamic and and stuff as well so yeah Mm. yeah I think there's there is a little bit of like an idealized version um Mm -hmm. and because it's a movie and because there's like limited time in which all of this can unfold Mm -hmm. there has to be a shortened narrative Mm -hmm. on some of the the like solving and healing of this stuff yeah that is not like families get into conflicts that last years and Mm -hmm. it's not always this simple but I liked that there was kind of an acknowledgement that like this didn't fix everything like this this doesn't solve all of the problems that the family had been dealing with up until this point but in that moment they could put some of that other stuff aside yeah yeah to support this like sweet little girl who's just trying to do her grandpa proud yeah and yeah that's not necessarily like real for every family it's not always an easily accessible thing for every family Mm -hmm. but it was a nice sort of movie moment that you could strive towards yeah I agree I think um the relationship between Dwayne and Frank really helped ground a lot of that too Mm, um yeah that was the case for me like I yeah just you know amongst all the (laughs) there's like the grandpa and the dad has his like his his cup (laughs) is so full you know yeah but grandpa's that way as well and Abigail is too and like mom is like just everyone's at capacity and yeah Dwayne and Frank are like they they start 
at capacity already. So it mm. feels like they all they th- those characters like somehow have a little bit more space to be able to like look at this from like a little bit of a step away perspective from this family chaos. And I think that's why it made those two and their relationship so like unique and I was so drawn to that and um, it kept me grounded from all the other like just chaotic bullshit that was going on <laughs> between everyone. So I love that. I love that relationship. Yeah, I do too. They're kind yeah. of a step away from everybody else and much more grounded and just like talking or in Dwayne's case, not talking, writing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it does feel so much more grounded. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. It's such a warm, fuzzy movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, I mean, we're going to wrap this up now, but, like, we're at... Okay, I can only think of puns. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I can only think of road trip puns. I was going to be like, we're at the end of the journey. <laughs> what a journey. <laughs> end of the road. I We've covered I so much ground. Like, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We so, are nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> but I don't know, reflecting reflecting back to this and like Little Miss Sunshine was just like such a cozy way of ending this. But like, I mean, road trips are such a great way to tell stories of like growth and like mm. pausing and like not to be so punny again um, and so <laughs> literal. But it really is, like, a time and dedicated moment to be able to, like, sit with you, sit with the other person, and, like, Mm. sit with each other. And every single movie movie that we talked about today kind of visits that in such such different ways. But, like, I think Mm. there was a lot of overlapping themes here, you know? Yeah, I really love this very sort of linear, obvious structure um, for the growth of the individuals and the growth of the relationships to be reflected within. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, you know, we covered some very different kinds of road trip movies. Like the, the genres were all over the place and Mm -hmm. um, the kinds of people they focus on and the kinds of relationship dynamics were all over the place. And I think that the, I think that just shows how you can have a sort of set structure for a movie Mm-hmm. and give it to multiple different people and all of them will come back with a completely different story. For sure, yeah. And I love how creative that is and how like we got some really serious undertones, some really serious starting points, um, some like real world issues that are so deep and heavy. And then we also got some like slice of life or some like completely unrealistic like second world almost fantasy like it with like mad max being like post-apocalyptic and and completely unrecognizable like you get so much variety in what can be essentially boiled down to a road trip movie yeah and that is so impressive like good on these filmmakers for taking such a basic concept and turning it into all of these different things Mm -hmm. yeah there's always so much I guess to unpack when a person is whether escaping or like running towards something um Mm. and both of those things I guess like like coexist a lot of the a lot of the times in in these movies like road trips especially 
Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something that is like, I don't know, it, it reflects so much of, of life. And um, yeah, it was super fun being able to like talk through that in these different genres and, and stories. Yeah. And it was really yeah. fun seeing like some road trips that we would love to experience and some mm. road trips that we will be staying very far away from. I think with both of us having road trips coming up this summer, we think like think a lot about like what would be a fun road trip and what do you mm. want to get out of your road trip and um it's really interesting to watch these movies and sort of think about your own journeys in this context and yeah um and also fun to like envision future road trips and where could you go and what could you do yeah that's the fun part about road trips too is like planning for it Mm -hmm. um okay so if you were to go on a road trip with someone from the movies that we discussed today who would it be Mm. i mean hmm. um if we're talking about like characters from the movies and like inserting ourselves in I kind of want to be on the almost famous bus van thing um Mm -hmm. I feel like I would sort of sit in the background and watch a lot of what was happening and not necessarily Mm -hmm. participate all of the time Mm -hmm. yeah um but just to be part of that atmosphere and to like watch it all play out would be so cool um without being like emotionally or financially invested in the outcome yeah um, but if we're talking actors, like put me in a car with Haley Lee Richardson any day. I feel like we would have so much fun. Yeah, I'm like I, I'm the exact same. Answer. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly the same. I can't. I can't even tell you what else to add to that. <laughs> Damn. Um. Yeah, I feel the same way. Uh. You know what? I'd also. I'd also like to third wheel for Thelma and Louise. Oh, yeah. That would be so fun. Yeah. I, I, I can't pick, like, one or the other. Like, just those two and their dynamic. Yeah. Like, that would totally. be just so much fun to hang out with. So, yeah. That would be amazing. Chaos Girls Trip. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess on that note, thank you for coming along on this journey with us. <laughs> I had to get it in yeah. there one more time. You can always find us online. If you want to share your own road trip memories, if you have a favorite road trip movie that we didn't touch on, um, I feel like we're in that kind of mood, so we would love some recommendations. Uh, You can find us online on Instagram at PopcornMartiniSoup, on Twitter at PopMartiniSoup, or you can send us an email at PopcornMartiniSoup at gmail.com. Yeah. And speaking of, you know, end of the road and (laughs) being getting to the end of the road trip, um, so... I think we're planning on taking a break for the summer and the next episode is going to be the last episode before we go into our break and we will resume and come back onto this <laughs> trip of a podcast. Oh God. Um, no, we'll, we'll, we'll be back um, again in September or so. But anyways, our next episode, we're going to be talking about food movies and this is so aligned to so many things that we've talked about like food food related in cinema so mm. again as always so excited about talking about those but um yeah please join us then for our season one finale we'll talk about yeah. we're gonna make you hungry so maybe eat before you listen to the next episode totally agree um we should probably have sna- snacks ourselves that's um, a great idea 
yeah anyway okay well until then if you're listening to this podcast while driving i know a couple of my friends listen to it while driving or commuting safe drive (laughs) (laughs) and we'll see you next time yeah see you then bye bye (laughs) 